0: Hey, this is Pastor John Ryan Cantu from Numa Church in Houston, Texas. Thank you for listening to the message today. I hope that it blesses you and all those that you share it with. God bless you. Man, man I am, I'm just in awe of what God is doing. I'm just in awe of God. And um, he's been doing some amazing, amazing things. We've been having some awesome services. And... and uh, Man, this 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 morning in our Spanish service, I mean, I mean, a beautiful service as as always, and and um, God has really just been been ministering and and putting putting things on my heart, and I was I was praying for a brother uh, this morning, a, a, a prodigal son who came back to God, and such a beautiful beautiful moment when that happens, man, um, and and I just I start, I mean, I was I was praying with him and. And uh, you know, ministering uh, to him a, a bit and kind of hearing him, and and um, and then I was I was done praying, and then I, I I stood up and I had a moment there by myself because I was thinking, man, how many more people, how many more souls, how many more of my family members? I started I started seeing the images, the faces of of friends and family, people that I love so dearly who need Jesus, and I, I want to have those same experiences, those moments. With them and so man it, it is it is so and it is so important man that we we be praying that we don't get so comfortable just coming to church and being fed that 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 we make sure to be the church outside so that so that people can experience the love of God like we have amen because if you've experienced the love of God it is something you know it is something to be shared it is something beautiful that you cannot resist it amen and 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 I just want that for so so many people that is that is my my heart's desire. That gets me choked up all the time. Um, but amen. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to the preach this morning. I just I want to I want to remind everybody. I forgot to mention next week uh, for our Easter uh, service we are going to be using uh, the parking lot over there at, at Cristo Rey Funeral Home. So um, if you don't see any parking, uh, please you know feel free to to use that. And we're going to also have some parking signs available uh, then. Amen. Update on our parking lot. It is man. It is it is coming. It is coming. Um, I believe last we've checked we're we're maybe at uh, seventy five or eight thousand dollars. Our goal is about forty five thousand dollars to to get that. And I'm believing I'm believing f- that we're going to be purchasing some some of those lots. The re- the rest of the lots that I'm already calling ours. I'm already declaring them because God has spoken that word over us, and so it is something that I can claim as mine, even if it is not mine on the deed. It is it is mine because because God has promised it, and I'm, I'm reminded of of of, of Joshua and, and God tells him to go to the land of Canaan, the land, the land that I have promised you. There are inhabitants there. They there have there there are people who occupy that land, but it isn't theirs, it is yours. Go and take it. And so I am declaring that. Um, those are those are our property. So I want you to begin speaking that over 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 your life and over this church. Amen? Praise God, man! All right, let's do it. John chapter twelve, John chapter twelve, verses nine through thirty-seven. We're gonna—it's—it's it's quite a bit of reading this morning, but uh, I'm gonna, for the sake of time, I'm gonna skip a little bit of of of, of the verses. We'll, we'll skip a little, um, we'll skip down a bit. Um, but 12, 9 through thirty-seven of John. If you have it, give me a a nice loud amen, like you're ready for the word. Amen. It says, it says, it says, when all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Then the leading priests decided to kill Lazarus too, for it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. The next day, the Jews, I'm sorry, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through a city and a large crowd Of Passover visitors took uh, palm branches and went down to the road to meet him. This is where we get our idea of of Palm Sunday. Uh, They shouted, praise God, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the king of Israel. Let's go down to verse 17. It says, many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead. And they were telling others about it. That was the reason that so many were, went out to meet him, because they had heard about the, the miraculous sign. Then the Pharisees said to each other, there's nothing that we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. And they said, sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Verse 23, you're still with me, right? It says, Jesus replied, now the time has come for the son of man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in in the soil uh, and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new life. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Verse 31 says, The time for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. And he said this to indicate the way that he was going to die. The crowd responded, listen to this, We understood from the scripture that the Messiah would live forever. How can you say that the Son of Man will die? Just who is the son of man anyway? And Jesus replied, my light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where I am going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. After saying these things, Jesus went away and was hidden from them. But despite all the miraculous signs Jesus had done, most of the people still did not believe in him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word, my God, that you have spoken over your servant, Father. I pray that it is delivered, my God, uh, from, from, from the mouth of the Holy Spirit, Father God. I pray that we may be receptive. I pray that we may be open, my God, in hearts and in mind and in spirit to receive what you have for your people. In Jesus' name, and we said, Amen. 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 I entitled my message this morning, Method, Message, Messiah. Or some alliteration for you this morning. Method, message, Messiah. I want to talk about two things. I want to talk first about the method of Christ, the things that Jesus did and used to draw people to him. The, the, the end of the book of John, uh, in John twenty one thirty one, it says, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of God, that by believing you may have a life in his name. Jesus did things to draw people into him in order to save him. That's the method. But I also want to talk about the message of Christ. Pastor Damaris shared something this week that I thought kind of ties in well with the message. He shared this quote from Pastor um, Juan Martinez of Get Wrapped Church. Uh, He says, I notice a lot of young Christians tend to have a lot of preachers they listen to but very few shepherds they actually submit to, and I think that you know, two thousand years have gone by since the time of Jesus, and we, we still fall into the same mistakes that 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 so many did when Jesus was walking the face of the earth. It's all about, it's all about the wow factor. it's, it, it, it's all about the good experience. It's all about. The amazing Sunday service. It's, it's all about the inspiration. It's about a moment with Jesus, but rarely about eternity with Jesus. If, if if all you care about are sporadic moments with God, I'm gonna tell you that that is not enough. It's not enough. It isn't enough. And, and we, had, we had a beautiful service this morning. Pastor Danny spoke on, on miracles, right? And so th- th- he spoke a very, a very truthful message. And, 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 and this message that I'm going to speak is not, nothing to take away of that. It's, it's simply to add to it. But if all you are looking for are wow moments on Sundays, but don't live with the Spirit on Monday. If all you're looking for is, 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 is a miracle, then, then to turn away from Jesus when he speaks into your situation and brings conviction to your life in order to save you, that is not going to sustain you. And there's, there's going to be times where, where God will be silent. There was a moment in history for 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament. God didn't God didn't speak. There was a moment of silence. There will be moments of pain in your life. There will be moments of loss. There will be seasons where God will stop doing the same types of things that he did to draw you into his presence initially. Because what God does might be the thing that draws you in. But who he is should be the reason you stay. Praise God for the testimonies in our lives. Praise God for the things that brought us to Jesus. Praise God for the moments that he had to break us. Praise God for all of that. But God is is also bigger than that. God is bigger than your experience. God is bigger than your moment with him. There are people who who leave the faith because God doesn't perform like like they want him to all the time. And maybe at one point in your life you had a a Paul-like experience, uh, a Paul-like conversion experience like we talked about last week, and you want him to do that. Again, you want him to do it, you want your eyes to be amazed, but because you don't see it every day, you're not sure if it's worth following Jesus anymore. And, and I, I think, what, what, what about when it comes to churches? Man, people leave the churches for, for the silliest reasons. People will leave a healthy church in, in doctrine and in community and discipleship and ministry because they don't like the music. Eh. And I get we all have preferences. I have preferences. But but when what we're chasing is a feel-good moment, rather than a life-changing relationship, we will always be left wanting more. And the natural thing to do is is to look for a church that will overcompensate for what God is really trying to do and try to manufacture things of the Holy Spirit because that is what you demand. But when God is speaking into your life, you don't know if you could take it. Many people look at the method but hardly ever pay attention to the message. People look at the Instagram accounts, the people who have millions of followers, the people who have high production quality content, the people who have influence, but they rarely pay attention to what they're being, they're being fed. And when we adopt that mindset into the church, it's going to make a very shallow Christianity because you are not rooted. There is no foundation. Your foundation in, is in what has been done Rather than in who God is. See, the Bible says that people flocked. Flock, somebody say, flocked. They flocked to Jesus and to Lazarus. Lazarus was a man that Jesus raised from the dead. I mean, I can't, I, I would have flocked to Jesus. I would have flocked too. I wanna see this. I wanna see, I mean, what, what, a, what a moment. But for some of them, it was mere entertainment. Right? I, I want to see something my eyes have never seen before. Verse 18 says, That is the reason many people want to see him, because of this miraculous sign. This isn't normal. Not just anyone can be raised from the dead. I want to talk to Lazarus. I have some questions for Lazarus. The guy was, was I mean, he had a, not, not even a near death experience, he had a death experience. He was dead for four days. I want to ask him some questions like, what, Where did you go? What did it feel like? Did he see God? What, how, I, I want to talk to Jesus. I want to talk to the man who raised Lazarus from the dead. How did you do it? Teach me how to do it. It was by this miracle that, and so many others that people flocked to Jesus. They were inspired by Jesus. They were moved by Jesus. And they were impressed by Jesus. And I bet a lot of people, I, I just bet in Jesus' time, anytime somebody would come across Jesus and be like, hey, Jesus, do that one miracle again. Do the one where you, where, you, where you walk on water. That's so cool. Like, I want to see that. Do that. Do the one where you take the mud and you, you rub it in people's eyes and they see. Like, do that. Do something that will wow us. The gospel of Matthew says in 1238, he says, Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered him, saying, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But he answered them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. He's speaking about his death, and his resurrection. This is what so many people wanted from Jesus, and that's all they wanted. That's all they wanted. The Messiah they wanted was, was one who could satisfy earthly needs. And, and, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. We, have, we all have needs, and if you have a prayer life, you probably pray for some of your, 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 your physical needs. That is what we do. That is what we do here on Sundays. We, we pray for, for, for physical needs as well as spiritual needs, mental needs, all, all of that. There's nothing wrong with, with having somebody satisfy our needs. That, that's why we vote. That's, we, we vote to be represented. We elect people into office based on what we feel is important. That's what the people wanted from Jesus. They wanted Jesus to free them from Roman oppression. It was all political to them. And, and, and Jesus fit the bill because, because he, was, he was sent by God. He was able to do some amazing things. He was able to feed the hungry. He could heal the sick. He could, I mean, he was a, a, a wise and good teacher, right? He was, he was sent by God, but he's not necessarily God. That's why they wanted to make him king, because he, he was going against the status quo, and he was saying some unconventional things, and, and, and he was like this radical figure that challenged the institutions of his time. In the eyes of people, Jesus was a perfect candidate for the king of Israel. But then Jesus began to speak his message. And the moment Jesus began to preach and the moment Jesus began to say some things, the things that he was doing no longer, no longer looked as cool. Because now it seems like like the message of Christ is is tied into, into the things that he can do. And I don't know if I want to accept the things that Christ is talking about because it's a little too much. I want you to think about some of the things that Jesus said This is my blood. This is my flesh. Drink my blood. Eat my flesh that's 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 a lot that's that's some heavy stuff let 's be honest. that's some heavy stuff you know I have no problem with speaking about methods methods that that work right we have to we have to think that way i I have no problem with, with lights and, and 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 good music we have awesome music awesome worship team awesome worship leaders i have no problem with good Production value. I I mean, personally, I love that stuff. Like, if I'm going to do something with excellence for anybody else, I'm not going to cheap out when I get to Jesus, right? So I I believe in all that stuff. I have no problem with relevance and and being relevant and and representing our culture and representing our generation. I have no problem appealing to people. There's been a lot of churches that have closed because they they don't appeal to the next generation. And when the next generation comes up, they feel like they don't have a place. I have no problem appealing to people, but but the message is where it's at. That is a non-negotiable. We could pack this church week after week. Every Sunday, we can we can pack every and we, we we could build a bigger building because we need to we need to contain the people coming in. But if if we're a church that never preaches against sin. If we're a church that that doesn't teach about denying yourself to follow Jesus, if, if, if I don't preach the saving grace that only comes through Jesus Christ, all we're doing is having a moment. And that moment won't transfer into eternity. I can't remember who I was telling, man, but I was telling somebody about how a, a few years ago I was preaching a message. And in the message, I remember I was, I, I was going to be talk. I had planned to talk about the sin of homosexuality. And I was ready to go, right? And I was, I was all confident with it because, you know, a lot of times you, you're preaching to the choir, right? So you expect the amens. But I saw a couple walk in who I knew personally who was a homosexual couple. I walked them in right before I got to the, that, that part of the sermon. And I remember pausing for like three seconds Because I was like, wow. I was trying to process what was about to happen. I was about to speak against their lifestyle. I was about to offend them. Not because of how I was going to say it, but simply because of what was going to be said, the truth. And I remember, like in three seconds, my heart just broke. It broke for them. Because I didn't want to hurt them. I I I didn't want them to not feel welcomed. I I didn't want them to not come back the next Sunday, but I also could not compromise the message of God. I couldn't I couldn't water it down, even though in a very human moment I wanted to. I wanted to just say, you know, I'm gonna skip over that because I don't want to offend, but but that's what the message does. It offends and it hurts, and it's supposed to hurt. I just, I just know that when people heard about the miracles that Jesus was doing, you know, it, it, it was, it was a moment of hope, right? Because where, where, where miracles are, where healing is, that, that's a moment of hope. But, but the closer they got to Jesus, the more they realized that Jesus had a message that they didn't agree with. And so, genuine question for everybody in the room: I want you to be honest with yourself. 100% honest with you. Don't, don't lie to yourself because the Holy Spirit knows you, okay? You don't have to answer that loud, but I, I, just, I want you to I know if God never did another thing for you, would he be enough? Would he be enough? I, wanna, I mean, think about that for a second, how that would frustrate you, how that would frustrate your spirit, that not another prayer was answered, not another miracle was done. Would simply who he is be enough this morning we, we had an altar call for anyone who was looking for a miracle and the people that came up I was so inspired by it the people who came up were people who were firmly rooted in their salvation the people who came up came up already being sold out to God whether whether before he did the miracle right they 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 they're, they're rooted in the, their foundation and that's that's how we are to come to god we we we're, we're we're rooted in, in who he is because because of the saving grace and, and we know what he can do I always go back to the the woman at the well, man. I I love that conversation between Jesus and the Samaritan woman. I know I've mentioned it like ad nauseum all the time. But but, but he tells the woman, everyone who drinks of the water will be thirsty again, right? But whoever drinks of the water that I give them will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give them will become in them a spring of well, uh, welling up to eternal life. I want you to understand this. Water, what is water? It's the most basic thing. It's the most... Basic thing. They give it to you for free at restaurants. It's the most basic thing, yet every single person in the world needs it to live. Everybody needs it. Now, water, it, it's not very flavorful. It doesn't taste like anything. It's plain. It's it's kind of boring. Like you just really ordered water? But but that's the thing that, that we need to, to live. And Jesus promises to be that supply of living water that will never run dry. Never run dry. It is always there. But sometimes we don't want Jesus to be water, Brother Edward. Sometimes we don't want Jesus to be water. Sometimes we want him to be Texas Sweet Tea. Right. Woo, baby. Especially the, the one from H-E-B. <laughs> that's. Dr. Pepper. Doctor, that's my, that's my wife. That's like her favorite drink. Maybe Jesus, be some Dr. Pepper for me today. Be my little cafecito in the morning. Like, yeah. Jesus never promised to be those things. He promised to be the living water. If, if, if all Jesus remained to you for the rest of your life was that endless supply of water, would that be enough? The message, the message is not always as appealing as the method. So ask yourself this morning, am I chasing a method or am I submitting to the message? Here's the message. Jesus begins his message in verse 23 to the crowds. And he says things like, now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter his glory. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. The time for judging the world has come. He's talking about his death. Right? He's talking about his death. This is not what the people were expecting from the Messiah. Jesus was speaking a whole other language to them. The the crowd responds to Jesus in verse 33. We understood from the scripture that the Messiah would live forever. How can you say that the Son of Man will die? We understood. It was, uh, Sir, it was my understanding that the Messiah was going to live forever. I understood that from the scripture. I think this is a really good verse to use just to be aware that sometimes what we thought we knew turns out to not exactly be correct. We, we, we have to be open, man, to the possibility that, that our interpretation on a particular issue of Scripture might not always be correct. I mean, look what they tell Jesus. We understood from the Scripture. We understood from what we were taught. We were understood from what the pastor said. We understood something different. Now, it wasn't that They were completely off in their understanding, right? The Messiah is living forever. He will reign forever. But they didn't understand this one necessary element that Jesus had to die. That just threw them off. Not even his disciples understood this. Like, like, I don't think anybody would have guessed that this was going to be the way that it went down. Not even his parents understood and I know it's so easy for us to look at these people and be like, man, they were so stupid. It was so obvious that Jesus was the Messiah. But, but we view the, the, the New Testament in lot of the Old Testament or, or we, uh, the other way around. We look, we look at the Old Testament in light of the New Testament. They didn't have the New Testament. So their understanding was, was, was based solely off of their scriptures, the Old Testament. I bet, I bet there were scholars in this day who taught the coming of the Messiah in the same way that there are scholars today who teach about the second coming of the Messiah. I, lo- I love studying the book of Revelation and, and the book of Daniel. I love studying eschatology, the end of times. I have my own views on it. But you have some people who've got it all figured out. They got the timeline. They got the date. They got the time. right? They, they got, I mean, they're all over YouTube if you want to search YouTube. They're convinced that their interpretation is correct, and it might be. But what if it isn't? These people were so committed to their beliefs, to their understanding of the scripture, that they missed the very face of God in human form when he was right in front of them. That just blows my mind. And I think Jesus knew, too, that, that, that this was going to throw some people off. He was like, yeah, this is probably going to confuse people. But that's why he proved himself to be God. That's why he did so many of the miracles, to testify of his divine authority. And, and when, he, when he forgives the sins of a man, of, of the lame man, and the Pharisees take issue with it. And they're like, how can you forgive sins? And he's like, okay, just to prove to you that I have this authority, I'm going to tell this man to get up and walk. And he got up and walked. John, I love it when you're here, brother. I love it when you're here. I missed you last week. John, John calls Jesus the word, the word that became flesh, meaning that the flesh that Jesus possessed had the same authority as the very word of God. So I imagine the the conversation in heaven, you know, before Jesus came down between the father and Jesus, it was like the father was like, all right, this is the plan. Jesus, you're going to go down to the world because you are going to save the world. But, but you are going to need to attract people so that you can tell them the message that is going to save them. So I want you to show off, heal the sick, make blind men see, send demons away, raise the dead, feed, feed multitudes, shoot, have some fun with them, walk on water. Do, do what you have to do so that people know that you are the Messiah, but then tell them also that you are the son of the living God and that heaven awaits them if only through you. But one of the most heartbreaking verses is verse 37, despite all of the miraculous signs, all the things that Jesus did, all the all the dead men that were raised to life, all the all the eyes that were blind before and now are seeing all of all the all of the hungry people fed. Despite all of that, most of them still did not believe. How heartbreaking, man. How heartbreaking is it that the same people who received a physical healing from Jesus refused a spiritual one? The Messiah that people wanted was only a fraction of who the Messiah really was. And maybe that's some of you today. Maybe you only want a piece of Jesus. Maybe you just want a piece of, you you want, you want to, you want Him to cater to your life and to your needs and and to your timing. But to refuse any piece of Jesus is to refuse Jesus. You can't just ask for the hands of Jesus. You can't just ask for the feet of Jesus. You can't just ask for the provision of Jesus if you've refused his word. John didn't say the, the provision became flesh. He didn't say the healing became flesh. He said the word, the word of God, the word of God. The same word that spoke the universe into existence, that is, that is Jesus. He is a revelation of God in human form. I have a worship team come up. Have you seen God work before? Come on, I've seen God work. Maybe, maybe He's worked in your life, in your in your salvation, in your marriage, and and a physical need that you had. God works, I man. God is in the miracle business. No, no doubt, He is in the miracle business. He does miracles. He does amazing things. Things that will wow us. And I've seen some awesome things, man. I, I, get, I get chills. I get chills when God begins to make way for the, prom, for the things that he's promised. I began seeing that a little bit earlier this week. And it just amazes me that my God still thinks about me, that he still has plans for me, that he still chooses to use me. I love, I love this. I love y'all, man. I, man. Y'all don't know how much I love y'all. I, lo- I love y'all. I love being with y'all. I love hanging out with y'all. <laughs> my my wife yesterday she asked me, "What do you What do you want for your birthday?" and and uh, I said, "I said I want a party," and and <laughs> and she said, "She said okay, but we're only going to be able to invite you know the the leaders because we got like a thousand leaders," um, and and I was like, "I know, but I want to invite everybody. Like I, I want I want the whole church there." And, and, and she was like, well, where are we going to put them? And I was like, I don't know. You ask me what I want. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, I love being with y'all. And I love this. I love moments like this. I love getting together and having moments and, and with the Holy Spirit. I, I love it. I love my worship sessions at home. When, I love the company of my family, but, but when they're not home, I, I, I can appreciate it because it's just me and God and my piano and, and I'm just worshiping God and, and, and the Holy Spirit shows up in my living room and he brings me to tears. And man, I, I love those moments. I, I love hearing the testimonies and watching people grow and prodigals return like today. But if I can't handle the message of Jesus, I'm missing who Jesus is. And I don't want you to miss who Jesus is. Because more than anything he can do, who he is can take you into eternity. God can heal my temporary. God can provide for my next house bill. But the most important thing, the thing that Jesus cared for the people to understand was eternity an eternal kingdom God wants to have fellowship with you not just for a moment forever but in order to get there there is a stripping of self that needs to happen there is a self examination that the word of God reveals to us and remember Jesus is the word So who Jesus is reveals our imperfection. But that didn't make people very comfortable, so they walked away from him. They refused him. You know, it's possible to have a really good relationship with somebody without ever addressing the elephant in the room. Like You probably have some relationships with people who you just avoid certain conversations with, right? I know some people who they're, they're, their moms are, you know, they, they might not like who you're dating. So you just don't talk about it. They might not like that you come to Numa Church. They might not like that you go to a Pentecostal church. They might not like it. And so there's some, some deep-rooted issues there. You can have a good relationship with somebody, but you, you, have, to, you have to navigate around certain eggshells maybe it's politics (laughs) you have good relationships it's possible to have a good relationship with somebody but never talk about the elephant in the room and maybe that's your relationship with Jesus maybe you are plugged into a church maybe you have a moment with God maybe you cry at the altars but you haven't addressed the elephant and maybe it's not your salvation maybe it's your pride Maybe it's your jealousy. Maybe it's your anger. Maybe it's your sexual sin. The Bible says, "Don't just hear my word. Do it. Do it. Apply it." Again, going back to the Word became flesh. Don't just listen to what I'm saying. Apply me. I don't believe that. I don't believe that we have anybody in the room here or many people at least, who are in disbelief of who Jesus is. I I, I think that the majority of us can recognize Jesus as the Son of God, but maybe you're still more interested in what he can do for you and 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 how he can wow you than you are his exposure of everything that you need repair of in your life. Maybe there's a message you've been ignoring. Maybe there's been a, a message that you've been refusing. You, you cover your ears. And then there's certain things that, that, that when the, the preacher says it, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to, I won't take notes on that part. You can't have the fullness of the Messiah without accepting the fullness of his word. Why don't you stand this morning? We want you, God. We want you. Your word says, seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom and everything will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first you. Seek first your glory. Seek first your face. Even when it means shining light on what I don't want exposed. Exposed. Heal our spirits, God. Heal our spirits, God. Come on, can we come forward this morning? We're going to have a moment with God. We're going to have a moment with God. We're going to have a moment with God. But not just a moment. Not just a moment. Not just a moment. Take this with you. Take this with you tomorrow. Take it with you next week. God, reveal right now reveal right now. Tell them, God, I, I just, I, I want you. I want you. I want you. I want Jesus. I want Jesus. You are more than just my Messiah. You are the son of the living God. You are the son of the living God. You are the word of God that became flesh to reveal to me how imperfect I am and how much I need you. Come on, come on. Begin lifting up your voice. Come on, begin lifting up your voice. Thanks for listening. If you'd like some more information on Numa Church, visit us on our website at mynumachurch.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share it with your friends on social media and tag us at mynumachurch. Thanks again and God bless.